The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. Here I am, all alone. I am by myself tonight. Um, So this might just be a little, like a mini, a small little episode to tide over the Patreon early access people until we get a proper show out this week. Um, Very, it's weird how this happened. So buckle up, settle in. Sit down, get yourself a meal or a snack or some ice cream. Take your pants off. Play with your pee-pee or your whatever whatever the thing is that girls have. You can play with that too. I'm doing it. I mean, not with my hands. I'm using my feet. You can't tell. If you're watching the video, my feet are up by my crotch just like feverishly touching myself with my feet. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Um, as you can tell, like I already said, I am fucking by myself and I'm wearing sunglasses. And let me explain that. If you're listening to this on iTunes or wherever, Spotify, whatever you're on, and you feel like I sound different, I do. It's because I have sunglasses on. And the reason that is, is when I'm by myself, a little self-conscious. I don't like doing the show by myself. And also, I don't have someone cool to my left. I don't have someone cool to my right, so I gotta pick up, pick up the excess coolness, and the only way to do that, shades, motherfucking shades on my face. So let's get into it a little bit. Um, Heidi left last week to drive to Wisconsin to visit family, and uh, we recorded a couple shows. Everything was fine. I had a plan to uh, to have Todd come in and do a show this week for this episode. And then Todd's not feeling good. So Todd couldn't make it, which is like, fine, okay, cool. I had enough um, heads up to get someone else in place. So I booked another pretty awesome guest, um, one a, a person I love deeply. And, you know, last night booked this person and was like, make sure, you know, we got to do this today because I got to have the show up early for the Patreon people who, you know, sped har- sped hard-earned money to support the show and get the show early for some of them. So, I'm like, "Make sure you can come tomorrow." And this person was like, "Yeah, of course. I promise. I promise." And guess what happened? Can you guess what happened? I'll give you a second. You got it? Okay. So, today I get a text that says don't kill me. And I'm like, and I just said, no, don't say it. Don't do this. And sure enough, this person had to cancel because a work thing came up and I'm like, motherfucker, I should have known. I kind of should have known it. Uh, it happens uh, with this person in particular quite often, but I still love this person, whatever. So I start trying to throw together like, okay, there's a couple people in the back pocket I can always go to in a pinch and people I really enjoy doing shows with hit up the first one. Can't do it. Okay, fine. I hit up the second person. Can't do it. And then I'm like, fucking goddamn shit. I don't want to do a show by myself. I've done these before 
and uh, they're fine. They're totally fine. It's just a different thing. You know, I feed off the people around me and I can't really feed off myself. That's weird. Uh, let me pour myself a beverage real quick. Sounds like a cow in here. Um, so yeah, so here we are and do a show by myself. Might be a short one just to tide people over, but I figured we'll talk a little bit. You can watch me drink a monster. By the way, I went five days without having a monster last week. And uh, just to see, you know, I was like, I'm going to go a week. And I basically did like, a, you know, a work week. I meant to go a whole seven days, but I, you know, slipped up. We all have our weaknesses, right? And, uh, but five days is pretty good for considering I do three or four of these a day. But now I'm back doing like one or two a day. I don't know why I'm slowing down. It, may, it brings me so much fucking joy, but... I know it's like a, it's embarrassing to me to have so many monsters. So I'm slowing down. Um, yeah. So there's that. Interesting, huh? There's one good thing that's been happening to me lately that I want to share with you guys. And you know, when you're on Instagram, I assume you're all on Instagram. Um, when you hit the, uh, the magnifying glass thing, when you want to like, find one of your friends or find a new account or look up hashtags and you open it and it shows you all like, <clears throat> like recommended videos and trending videos. I, uh, I trained mine to basically only show me what I'm really into right now. And what am I into? You ask, I'm happy you asked because I am absolutely obsessed right now with fist fights and I, please don't judge me. I'm not a violent man. I don't start fist fights. I've been in a handful in my life. I really don't like them, even though I'm good at them. But I don't like it. Hitting people sucks, and being hit sucks so bad. But watching people on Instagram or YouTube get in fist fights brings me so much joy. Oh. I just I love it so deeply. And if you if you keep looking up the same things on Instagram, obviously it starts showing you like more of that stuff. Um, so it basically like doesn't allow you to, if, you, if you're looking up things that are a bad habit, right? Like maybe looking up fist fights is not like a, it's probably not good for me, but I'm doing it. But the algorithm doesn't allow you to get out because it keeps pushing it. Like, oh, you like, you like this shit? Here's some more of that. Take it, take some more fights. Check out this punch. Check out this kick to the face. And before you know it, you've been watching fist fights for, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say sometimes 30 or 40 minutes and, you know, real street fistfights last, you know, a real fistfight is like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. It's usually over pretty quick. So you can do the math. I can't, but that's like, I'm watching like 80 fights, <laughs> 35, I don't know, so many fights. And I just like when you're watching a movie and there's fights in it, you're almost always rooting for the good guy, whoever the good guy is. When it comes to street fights of people I don't know, if I'm watching videos, I don't know. I don't know who started it. I don't know who the bully is. I don't know who the aggressor is. I mean, sometimes if you see the beginning of it, if you see the fight percolating, you can tell what's going on. And in that case, uh, I'm always pulling for the underdog. But the beauty of watching fist fights uh, of like, you know, a punch has been thrown or it's already started and there's no, it's like jumping right into like a Tarantino movie or something where you're like, the, the credits open and you're in the action, you're in it. You don't know what the beginning is, whatever the fuck, you have no idea. So these fist fights usually, you, you jump in, it's going. People are getting knocked around 
And the beauty is I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for so I can just appreciate all of it. Whoever has the best kick to the nose, whoever has the best headbutt, I'm like, dude, props to you. Oh, now props to you. Nice spin kick. But this guy has a nice body slam. And it's, it's like a roller coaster for me, and I'm loving it. I don't know what it says about me. If any of you are uh, psychologists, I would love to know what that is about me because I'm not a violent man, but obviously I do love seeing violence. Um, what are you guys into? What, what, like, what's, the, what's on your feed? I want to know what's on your feeds on Instagram. Like, what does it show you? What does YouTube feed to you all the time? Because that's all, that's all I'm looking at. That, and I'm looking at, if it's not fist fights, I just realized it's so the opposite. I'm either watching fist fights or I'm watching videos about deep space and stuff about this web telescope. I know we talked about it the last show, but I got to tell you, these, these web uh, telescope images are just... I, I'm, a, I'm a broken record here, but they're just the most beautiful, awe-inspiring, um, just the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my fucking life. I can't believe, I can't believe how large space is and the universe. Like, what is the universe? It's crazy. I'm not high right now, by the way, at all. But like, this space stuff has me in a constant state of like being high. It's It's nuts. But these images, and there's new ones coming out every couple days. And someone, oh my God, someone started a YouTube uh, video, a YouTube page, where it's a it's a constantly playing, like live live shot, not a live shot, but like the video is always playing. You can always watch this channel live, and it's still images of the Webb Telescope stuff set to this super peaceful. Let me see if I can pull up the music. This super tranquil, peaceful music that uh, it's just, I don't know, man. It's making me feel so good and so, I mean, I said before, it makes me feel like nothing, like we're truly nothing, uh, but in a good way. Is this the one? Let's see. This is it. <laughs> Come on, man. So imagine at nighttime, you're just in your bed or in your living room. Lights are down or you have those like Philips Hue lighting system on like a little bit of a purple and a little bit of a red, something like that. And like a blue and the only light other than that is coming from your television and all you're seeing are these beautiful images <laughs> these stunning images of deep space and other galaxies being born and i just can't i can't handle the beauty of it um yeah i said all that last time but still i'm still there i'm still in it and then, and then when you pair it with this shit get out of here it's too much um, this page is called The Real Packs. So T H E R E A L P A X. The Real Packs. And yeah, it's just, it's constantly going. And um, in the corner, it always says 
you know, new pictures being added. Like right now it says new pictures being added in. I haven't seen these ones. Oh my God, dude. Sorry. Sidetracked looking at this caught up in the beauty. Um, new pictures being added in 13 minutes. So, um, yeah, so check that out. Are you guys as blown away as I am? I just, I can't get enough of it. I truly can't get enough. It's, uh, it's so good. Oh, what I wanted to um, play you was our listener. Our listener um, sent me this incredible um, sound uh, noise. Thank you, Kristen, for sending this in. So this is this is the sound of a black hole. And it's not like an actual recording, but it's like um, it's a it's like a it's a translation of astronomical data into sound, and you know exactly what that means. I don't need to explain it to you. That makes complete sense to you. So if you take like data and turn it into like, oh, this is what it would sound like. Check this out. This is what a fucking black hole sounds like. This sounds like the beginning of like the best Nine Inch Nails song you've ever heard. I am a world, I am a you. I am the wind and the sea and the fall. I want to and be and run. If Trent ever hears that, I'm going to kill myself. Um, yeah, check that out too. I mean, science is doing some incredible things. Don't you guys think? Don't you agree that science is doing the most incredible things? That's what I think. Um, yeah. Um, let's move along. Let's do some... Uh, we have a backlog of, of listener questions and comments that I would like to... like to uh, get out of the way and catch up with, even though... You know, Dickless Darren and Heidi aren't here. I can answer some of these on my own. And yeah, we'll keep it kind of a short one today and then we'll do a real show, a real one later this week proper. But Patreon folks, thank you. Love you guys for all the support. And uh, you know how much I hate not having things be the way you expect them. But maybe you'll like this one too. Maybe you like this little bonus thing for what it is. That's not for me to decide. That's for you to decide. So let's do some... Listener questions. You have reached the voicemail box of Rare Form Radio. Please leave a message <clears> after <throat> the tone. Um, Tony wrote in, uh, one of our beautiful patrons. Oh, and if you're listening to this on the regular thing, um, we did a Patreon bonus episode where Heidi and I listened to what we consider to be our saddest songs. And both of us cried. Both of us were just overcome with emotion, but also laughed at it because it's so silly. But Tony says, um, well, that sad songs episode was pretty good. Loved the Buckley. Um, Heidi played a uh, um, Jeff Buckley song. Um, Tony says, I'm a huge fan. Uh, something interesting you might not know. Uh, he was good friends with Chris Cornell. And upon Jeff's death, his mother had Chris Cornell 
put together his unfinished tracks for an album called Sketches for My Sweetheart the Drunk. If you want to listen to a great song, listen to The Sky is a Landfill. It's fucking awesome. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. I have not heard of that album, and I actually didn't even hear about that story, which is crazy because that seems like... uh, Maybe it was huge news. I just didn't catch it, but I feel like that would have been bigger news. Um, What else we got here? This one comes in from Kuhn, our beautiful songwriter Kuhn. Um, We debuted... Maybe on the last show, I think his new conspiracy corner song <laughs> dedicated to Heidi, which was beautiful. Again, I'm like, should I play that? Let's, we should play that. Um, he wrote this for when Heidi goes off the rails and uh, starts singing her crazy shit. Here it is. Conspiracy corner. I read it online, so it must be true. Conspiracy corner. I heard it from a friend of a friend of a friend of Conspiracy corner. This story is real, I can tell by the way that I feel. Brilliant as always. <clears throat> it's so unbelievably funny. Um, thank you, Kuhn, for that. So Kuhn writes in and he says, Love the last show and Heidi's reaction to the conspiracy corner tune. And he also asked a question about whether we say YouTube or YouTube, like C H O O B, which is like retarded. I, I, I think. I, I'm sorry. I think that. It sounds so crazy, but he makes a good point. Kuhn brings it around, makes a good point, and he says, I did some extra research about the YouTube pronunciation thing, and it seems that people from England say YouTube with a CH, and people from America say YouTube. Here in Belgium and in the Netherlands, everyone says YouTube with a CH. It's confusing. I don't know if it's, maybe it's just Europe. Maybe Europe says tube, tube, and America says tube like adults. That's my guess. So basically, what we have figured out is that people from Europe are children that don't know how to pronounce things properly. Um, and please don't point out that it's their language. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Yo, veto. I'll veto it. People in America say it right. You tube. Okay. Thank you, Kuhn, for chiming in. What else we got here? I just got the dumbest thing, by the way. Um, you know those DMs you get? where it's like, it's obviously a bot, it's obviously a scam, it's obviously fucking bullshit. It's such bullshit. How, listen, listen to me, internet. Listen to me, Instagram DMs. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm stupid? I got this one today. It's from, um, the name is Kylie. Adorable. I mean, what a hot name. You know, if you name Kylie, you're probably hot. You probably are into like, you know, sexually satisfying, you know, every man that you meet. Based on um, the way this girl writes, that's my assumption. She's just, she's here to help you out. Kylie, her avatar is like a, she's like a, like a hot chick with like pink hair. Can't tell about her bod, but she looks good. 
Kylie with a couple hearts. That's her actual name in the thing. And uh, it says on here, how are you doing today? We've never, by the way, she doesn't follow me. One of those things, she has zero posts. Uh, 1.3 thousand followers, but zero posts. How are you doing today? I'm Kylie. Okay, I'm Kylie. Are you interested in being my text buddy? I'm willing to offer $500 weekly allowance to help you financially, dear? Question mark. What? What the f... How are you doing today? I'm Kylie. Are you interested in being my text buddy? I'm willing to offer $500 weekly allowance to help you financially, dear? Okay. I know that there are sad people out there. I know that there are desperate, desperate, sad people out there. But who the fuck is going to fall for this one? Probably a lot, sadly. Probably a lot. Um, so basically, it's a hot, it's a hot girl, right? Seemingly, obviously, it's not. She's not real. It's not a real person. But if I were like a lonely guy, right, and I saw this profile picture, and this girl saying, "I'll give you five hundred dollars a week allowance just to talk back and forth with her," how? How truly sad do I need to be to think that that might be a legitimate offer? Do you know what I mean? How bad, how bad is my life? How full of semen is my sack that I, that I would consider entertaining this idea? And also how shitty of, how shitty of someone to make this up and make people that are probably sad feel this and like think this might be real. Also, that's like uh, that's like emotional vampirism. You're sucking someone's soul out. That's really shitty. And I get this shit all the time. And uh, and every time I do a um, every time we do like a rare form like new episode post, there's some cocksucker who, every time who posts in in the comments, promote it on whatever the shit records, promote it on whatever records. And this company, it's the same ones every time. They must have hundreds or thousands of fake profiles, just bots that are made to spam the posts that we have. And it's frustrating. I can't keep up with it. Like you, Every time I block it, every time there's a new one. Every single time there's a fucking new one, and there's no getting away from it. But um, I blocked this one too, but I'm sure I'll get more. I'll get more about you know being a text buddy. But text buddy? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Moving on. Um, what do you have here? This one's ridiculous. This comes in from uh, someone on Instagram. Dan, have you ever considered becoming a urologist? You can make dick, cunt, piss, bathroom jokes until the cows come home and you get your gore in real life if you were a surgeon. Also, you'd get to handle a ton of genitals. On top of all these things, you'd even be paid with time off. <sighs> okay, listen up. I'm going to break this one down. If you're a urologist handling patients and literally handling their penis, balls, vaginas, 
whatever urologists touch. You can't make jokes to those people. Like, I can still make those jokes now. I don't need to have that job to make the jokes. And, like, I, there's got to be some kind of, in the in the urologist rule book, handbook, that you can't make cock jokes to your patients or, or as, as she says, cunt jokes. Um, that's, that's not going to fly. My career will be like four days long before I'm sent back to the, to the, you know, the, whatever the, the thing that's sending you back to, <laughs> whatever that is, um, can make jokes until the cows come home and I get my gore in real life. Here's another thing about me. I absolutely cannot handle real life gore and that's crazy, you probably say to yourself, because, Dan, you love watching videos of people getting butchered and people getting, you know, decapitated or car accidents or, you know, cartel hits, assassinations, suicides. Yes, I watch all of those things. And I don't enjoy them, but I watch them. But yes, I do. I can handle it when I'm watching on video. Let me tell you a little story. Um, five years ago, I guess my wife and I were driving and she was driving. I was uh, riding shotgun because I'm not a sexist. Women can drive too. Thank you very much. I'm a fucking gentleman and uh, she's driving. I'm shotgun and we come upon the scene of an accident. You know, we're not the first ones there, but we're like a car or two behind the front car, wherever this shit happened. And there is a, uh, an older woman, woman, <laughs> am I tired? There's an older broad laying in the street. I don't know if she was hit by a car. I don't know if she fell off a bicycle. I don't know if she stepped on a landmine. I don't know exactly, but she's fucked up. There's something wrong with her. She's just laying there. She's not dead, but She's in distress, and there's some people standing around. My wife, uh, God bless her soul, she she is one of those people where if someone is in need, it's a beautiful thing. She she will run up and help someone, um, offer whatever assistance that she can. She's has a she's a good heart. She's good at that. Um, I will too if someone's like, you know, uh, if if someone needs if they're carrying groceries and they need to get the door for them. You know, I've gotten the I've gotten car doors for for um, old women to help them get into their cars before. I do very nice things. Okay, make no mistake, I do very nice things. Um, but I, when it comes to someone who's like truly injured, like, so what happened was she puts the car in park, and I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Why is the car in park?" She goes, uh, "We got to go help her." And I, I look and I see that she's laying there and I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to go. We got to go. And she's like, what are you talking about? We have to help this woman. And there's, there's like two or three people already standing around. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like people have it covered. Let's go home. You and me, let's go home. We don't, this woman does not need us. And my wife is looking at me completely befuddled like, we're humans. We're like, she's a fellow human being. And I'm like, yes, but I don't care. I don't want to see her fucking elbow backwards. I don't want to see her knee 
up by her asshole. I can't, if it's, if it's, if I can see those kind of injuries with my eyes, I would, (laughs) I swear to God, I'd rather not help. (laughs) I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take in if I'm watching on a screen, maybe I can just, I can separate it like it's a movie, even though I know damn well that those people are really dead. But in real life, if you're fucking mildly injured, I'm not your guy. <laughs> Nothing I can do for you. I'm going to carry on. I'm going to have my own day. I hope someone helps you soon, but that person is just not going to be the Dan man. I got to go home. There's a fucking baseball game on. You know, Grand Theft Auto is waiting for me. My, my game is paused. I'm sorry that you jumped in front of a car like an idiot. That is a YP, not an MP. I gots to get home to Grand Theft Auto. You understand? Sorry, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry you've been hit. I'm sorry you're in distress. Maybe, maybe try to be more like me and don't leave your house. And then you won't get hurt. But anyway... Uh, I don't know how I did it, but I convinced my wife to just drive along. I don't think she got out of the car. I'm pretty sure, like, I I was like, I can't handle this. And she was so confused by my reaction. And I guess the man in me was probably confused too, but I don't don't have shame. I don't give a fuck. That's what happened. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) to get back to this uh, urologist thing. Uh, yeah, I, I can't handle the gore in real life thing. That's not a plus for me. That's a that's a big old negatory for me. And finally, also, you get to handle a ton of genitals on top of all those things. You'd even be paid with time off. All right. Another thing. Obviously, this is like the most cliche thing, but like people say, oh, become a gynecologist. You can look at vag all day, which is such an absolutely disgusting thing to even recommend to someone. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to medical school. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to medical school. I'm gonna become a gynecologist because you know how much I love pussy. You know, I love pussy so much. I'm gonna go to medical school so I can just see it and touch it and smell it for every day for the rest of my career. Then I'll retire at sixty. With my pension from looking at Vag. Dude, I just totally, you know, ripped the system, man. I figured it out. No. Because also, remember, you're not just looking at, you know, supermodels. You're not just looking at the Olympic swim team or, uh, you know. You're not just looking at people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I just turned 18 today. Here's my beautiful legal vagina. That's not what it is. People can come in, I assume, people come in with like, it looks like a landmine went off in there. You know? People that have had, I don't know, maybe the, maybe do, do tumors grow in vaginas? Maybe, maybe there's tumors in there. Maybe they had their, maybe there's like a, a, a fungal infection and there's algae and moss growing out of it. You know what I mean? People don't just come, people, I assume, again, ladies, I'm not going to speak for you, but I assume 
you don't just go to the gynecologist to show off your beautiful vagina. You know, for the occasional, is it yearly or bi-yearly checkup? Maybe you have a beautiful vag and you go in and the doctor gets to see a nice one. Cool. You know, that one is like, okay, great. There's one good one for the day. But now I got to go see Edna, who's 89 and has a fucking prolapsed vagina from getting a train pulled on her by all the guys in the old folks home. You know, that's another part of it. Um, dealing with seeing genitals. And I know urologist and a gynecologist, not the same thing. I don't, you don't need to, need to correct me. I understand it. But, and also like genitals. I don't want to handle guys' dicks. You know what I mean? It would be nice to hold a big one for once in my life, other than this pitiful noodle that I have. <laughs> oh man. Self-deprecating small dick jokes never get old. Um, ah. God, that's crazy. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to fondle balls. I don't want to. You know, stroke dicks that don't belong to me. I don't know how much stroking you're doing as a urologist to other dicks. I guess it's probably different in every city, or there's different methods. You know, guys, um, certain urologists think that you know maybe stroking is good. Some maybe think the stroking is bad. Who am I to say? That's not my line of work. Uh, so thank you. I'm not going to be a urologist. No interest. Um, although the way this country is going with women losing more and more rights every day, maybe that they will start to only offer gynecologists to like hot women, just so male doctors don't have to see ugly ones. That might be coming. You know, um, <laughs> the way this country is going, that might be, that might be viable soon. In which case, Cut to two years from now when I announced that I'm a urologist and uh, I just saw, you know, 11 hot vagus today. You know, joke's on you, America. Um, fucking hey. Uh, I got a few more here, then we'll, uh, we'll cut this one off. This one comes in from one of our Patreon folks. Um, I'm not going to give her name because... Maybe she doesn't want it. Hi. So I have a listener's question. If you want audio, okay, whatever. Um, I have a listener's question. I'm quite open about my recreational drug use and have now convinced my dad to try ecstasy with me. But I really don't know how to entertain him while on X. Any suggestions? <laughs> Sex is off the table. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good line. Um... Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, I know this person is an adult, but I'm not sure how old how old she is. Um, I'm all... Hmm. I've also... I've never taken ecstasy. I don't really know what it does. But I know that people are on it that are on it like, like to like feel themselves and like, you know, everything feels so... Oh, this feels so good. Everything feels so good. Oh, my God. Can you believe how good this shirt feels? Oh, my hair feels so good. <laughs> is that what ecstasy is like? That's what I feel like it's like. Oh, my God. My fucking Apple Watch feels so good on my wrist. Oh, ecstasy is so great. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a moron. I need... I need people here with me. I'm falling apart, guys. Oh, God. Just 
take a sip of this monster. Mm. Mm. Oh, this monster tastes so good. I want my axe from this rolling of my fucking monster. Mm. Mm. Dad. Dad, try the X. Oh my god, it'll feel so good being a dad when you're rolling on <laughs> you're rolling on X. Uh, okay. How to entertain your dad. Um, I assume I convinced my dad to try it. Yeah, so it must be his first time. Is it your first time? Have you done it before, listener? Um, if so, you might know. I imagine you know what you like to do on it. Um when I'm on any kind of drugs, I I like to either watch something funny or um, like a, a lot of you guys know that I've been like kind of anti-music for a while. Working in music has kind of ruined my love of music. But I noticed that if I'm on edibles or like mushrooms or something, I kind of get into liking music again. So I would assume that ecstasy makes music sound so good. You know, I put on some fucking or some slower kind of like trance shit or Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I've never taken it. So I don't know what that drug is like, but I know that, I mean, most of my friends that take it just want to fuck, you know, and you get really hot. So like you want your clothes off. And if that's the case, then, I mean, are you going to take your clothes off in front of your dad? Maybe. What if he takes his off? What do you do? If you roll the dice and you're taking drugs with your father and all of a sudden, like he's jerking off on the couch, what do you do? Do you walk away? Or you're just like, oh, dad, you look so good when I'm rolling on X. Oh, dad. Yeah, that's fucking yes, dad. <laughs> Daddy, yes. Oh, man, I'm not going to. No sex, but dad, I'll watch you. <laughs> I wish I had another pair of sunglasses to put on over these ones because of. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. Um, if anyone else is is on our Patreon, I mean, a lot of you are. So find this person and give them suggestions. If you've been on ecstasy, what do you do? Or comment below. Comment on the YouTube video. Let us know what you do. What do you do when you're on X? And what does it feel like? I don't even know. Let's Let's look it up. I feel like... My own grandfather, even though all my grandparents are dead. But what does ecstasy feel like? Ecstasy. What? Oh, my God. Why can't I fucking... <laughs> Why the fuck can't I figure out how to spell ecstasy? Oh, my God. Ecstasy, right? I'm a really good speller, but I can't figure this out. I think I got it. I just feel I just felt so dumb. Um, 
How will MDMA ecstasy make me feel? All right. People who use MDMA describe themselves as feeling euphoric, open, accepting, unafraid, and connected to those around them. Typically used in social settings like festivals, concerts, fucking your dad, clubs, MDMAs. Uh, MDMAs effects are simulated by visuals, sounds, smells, and touch. Guess what? You're fucking your dad. Um, Leading to heightened sensations and a desire to intensify feelings by dancing, talking, and touching. The more I read about this, the more I hear about this. I don't think you should do this with your dad. I, uh, in fact, I'm going to strongly urge you to not do this with your dad. It seems like the kind of thing where like, I don't know. It, it sounds like you'd be so vulnerable. Um, how long does it last? Uh, nausea, jaw clenching. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Here we go. If you're going to like, okay. If you're going to do stuff with your dad, just don't go down on them because jaw clenching and tooth grinding, muscle tension uh, are all parts of it too, and you don't want to chew it off. Uh, all right, don't please don't do this with your dad. This is something you do with lovers. This is something you do with like like-minded, similar-aged friends where you know you're feeling it, and like if you want to fuck your buddy. That's fine. You can do it. And it's like, you'll, you'll, your life can go on. If you get high and like accidentally fuck your dad, it's just, that's a side effect I'm not willing to roll the dice on. So, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would not do that. I would very much just do, do something else. Do a different drug or just, yeah, don't do that. Um, right. That's good advice, I think, right? I think so. So we're going to... Okay, we're not going to do ecstasy with our dad. Um, but that's a good question, though. Uh, smoking weed with your dad, cool. Maybe acid? Acid might make more sense, because I don't know anyone who who's taken acid who gets, like, horny, or you just see crazy shit, right? I've never done acid. Is that what happens? I don't know. That's what I feel like happens. Smoke weed... Um, what other drugs are there? That's it. That's the only drug there is. Uh, what else do we have here? It's an audio question. In the light of James Kahn and Tony Sirocco's deaths, what's everybody's favorite mob movie? Uh, I will speak for everybody. It's Goodfellas. Okay. No need to give that any more um, in-depth discussion. Although some would say... Godfather, right? Very few people would say Casino, although I would put Casino up there as well. Casino fucking rules. Very, very, I mean, it's like Goodfellas, but in the Casino. Everyone everyone knows that, so. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Okay. Um, this one comes in on Instagram. Dan, I noticed in a lot of your pictures for the last few years that you have a bandana hanging out the front of your pants. Why? What is the reason? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I'll even show you. 
This is what you're talking about, right? Get a fucking. So, this started um, kind of around the onset of COVID. So I I went through this stay this phase maybe four or five years ago. Like right now, I'm wearing joggers, gray joggers, and I started wearing joggers all the time on tour, in in regular life. Uh, I wore it working out. I, I wore joggers just, I made a lifestyle change and it was great. I, I, I chose purposefully to have a life of leisure and that started and centered around joggers. And when I first started wearing joggers for like out in public, you have to wear underwear. Otherwise, I, I mean, you know, people... When, when, if you have any kind of dick, and I know a joke about having a small dick, but like it's not tiny, it's not small. When, you, when, you're, when you're wearing sweatpants and you're walking and you're not wearing underwear, your, your dick, you know, flops around, it moves, it swings a little bit. And uh, I'm not, some guys are comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable. I feel like it's like tacky or cheesy. I, I don't know, it's just, and I don't want kids looking. I just, yeah, I just don't want it. I don't want it. It's my secret, you know? My penis is my secret. My body, my choice. That's how I feel. And uh, I just, I don't know, it's a confidence. I don't know. It's like, it's it's a confidence thing. And sometimes you have a smaller dick than usual. Sometimes you have a bigger dick. Anyway, who cares? Um, so when when COVID happened, I, uh, like everybody, I dipped right back into sweatpants for life. Um, little did we know that we'd be doing that, you know, sweatpants for, I mean, a year straight for sure, year and a half, some of us still two years, two and a half years later, whatever. Um, but also, you had to start having masks at all times and uncertainty and like touching doors or whatever the fuck. So I started... And also, like, I, I wanted to be even more comfortable. So underwear, gone. I, I can't remember the last time I, I wore underwear. And back to the sweatpants thing. If I am going to uh, be wearing sweatpants and no underwear, I have to cover it. So we're getting there, I promise. Hold on. Hold that, hold that thought. I'm getting a little, little parched talking about dicks. Listen to this while I drink. <sighs> Strawberry lemonade, folks. So good. So <coughs> ah. Sweatpants came back. COVID. No underwear. So, bandana sticking out of my pants. It started with me doing that just to cover my dick. So, it wouldn't be flopping about when I'm just trying to walk through a pandemic. Okay? That was my answer to privacy from penile privacy. That's what I'm going for. That was the point, And that's what it's all about. Okay? And then when I went back to wearing adult clothes, dungarees, 
fucking dungarees, blue jeans, uh, khakis. I don't wear, I wear. I wear jeans. I wear jeans and I wear what are they called? Not khakis, but like like chinos, whatever the shit. Um, the the bandana just kind of became a habit, and it kind of became something that I just sort of. Now I just like it. Now it just it kind of became something that I do. It became my look. As dumb as that sounds, it became something that like, okay, this feels like something that I do. I don't see anyone else do it. And I get people asking me every now and then, like, what's up with that thing? My buddy, um, my, my best friend calls it my cod piece all the time, which is hilarious. Thank you. Good stuff. <laughs> cod piece. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just, uh, it's just become my thing that makes me, it's like the end of my, uh, you put your shoes on, you get your fucking shades for your eyes, your sunglasses, you grab your keys and you tuck your bandana in and I'm ready for the day. So that's what's up with the bandana. There's the explanation. And will it go away someday? I don't know. It might go away. It might not. I like it. It's signature. You know, um. Who has signature looks? Signature stuff. Like, there's like hot rod guys that wear the, the bandana like in their back pocket or out the side, you know, like a, like a rockabilly dudes. I just do it over my peepee. My, my, little, my little tinkle box, my little boy bean. You know? I'm different, man. I'm different than those guys, and that's okay. It's totally fine. That's my thing. Um... What else, what's another unique? Like, um, I'm trying to think of people that do funny things. I think I think having the bandana in front of my penis is better than, like, millions of times better than guys wearing shoes without socks. That shit's maniacal to me. You're a sociopath. If you're wearing, like, and especially dress shoes with no socks... Get out of here. I can't handle it at all. I hate it. I hate it. The, 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 in my mind, the discomfort of it, the sweaty, mushy, gooey, fucking stepping on it. It's, it's like, I feel like it's like, you know when kids make that slime nowadays? Imagine putting that in your shoe first and then putting your shoes on and walking around. That's what that's what happens to your feet eventually if you're not wearing socks. Whether it's in sneaks, whether it's in dress shoes or boots, what are you doing? And now hold on. Okay. All right, let's let's make okay, I'm aware. You might be saying, "Well, Dan, you don't wear underwear. It's the same thing." I don't like when you make counterpoints, okay? This isn't about me. This is about other people. Um this this podcast, especially right now, is a motherfucking one-way street. So I don't want any pushback. This is not about me. This is about dudes who don't wear socks. I'm not I don't need to defend myself on my own goddamn program. And yes, I know that socks you don't get, you know poop particles or whatever like uh, we don't need to go there you guys are gross okay grow up get your head out of the gutter 
seriously, you need to grow up. This is ridiculous. Um, what was this about? Why had this? Oh yeah, the the, the bandana. Uh, this is a better look than no socks. Um, it's a better look than any turtleneck ever. Right? It's a better look than these uh, dick bags who put sunglasses on on the back of their head. Come on, man. Do it like an adult. If you're not going to wear glasses, you hook them in the shirt. That's the, that's, that's the only way to do it, right? You hook them in the shirt. But if you're doing this bullshit of like... Like this fucking garbage? No. No, we're not doing that. Um, bandana, what else is it better than? Uh, um, 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 that's it. Okay, that's my look. Deal with it. That's why it's there. Let's do, let's do one more question and we'll wrap it up. Just shorter show. Is it shorter? Oh, we've gone for almost an hour. So it's, this is kind of like a, Kind of like a freebie bonus episode, I guess. But enjoy. And we'll still have, we'll try to still have another show this week. Just because. Uh, this last one comes in from Neil. Check it out. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Neil from Scotland. Um, we are having a bit of a fucking heat wave here. Um, it's brutal. For us, like, it's a nation of fucking fat people and ginger folk. So, we are dying in the heat. We're dying. Um, have you guys got any tips? Like, electricity is seriously fucking expensive right now. Um, and I'm not allowed to stand with my balls in the freezer, apparently, because that's fucking inappropriate. So, any tips on how to survive heat would be amazing. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Love a show. Cheers. Cheers. Scottish accents are fucking wild, right? Cheers. Neil, good to hear from you, man. Um, yeah, this is an issue that is uh, plaguing the world right now, and people are dying, Europe especially. Europe is, is I, I know it's so old. Everyone knows the UK, England, Ireland, Scotland, Russia, um, all, all, the place, all the places that are over there. You know, all those places that aren't here over there um, are so old. And for for whatever reason, those people like take it. They're so proud of how old things are and so proud to keep it just, mm, let's keep it authentic, you know? We don't need to pave this road. Cobblestone's fine. It's fine to have a cobblestone highway that goes 400, 500 miles on cobblestone. You know, that's great when you have a horse, but in cars, you fucking rattle your teeth out. Uh, Europe is, is they push back against updating, updating their world. Like when I'm on tour there, I'm a big fan of ice. You know, listen, you hear that? That is frozen water, my friends, in the form of a square, which we call ice, ice cubes. When you're on tour, I mean, or, or just traveling, I, I just know because I'm on tour. And I go to a restaurant and I'll order back when I was drinking soda. I beg, I'll have a Coke and a cup of ice, please. And I shit you not. I get a glass with one of those like sliver disc pieces of ice or like, or, 
are are two of the tiny little square ice cubes. And you pour in this room temperature Coke. And by the time the glass is halfway full, your ice is gone. The ice is out. It's, it's gone. You have no ice. Um, so like the, Europe, they don't care about having cold beverages. And it's virtually impossible to find air conditioning. It's just not, it's not big there. It's probably in the, I know it's in the cars. I, I, it, it might not even be in a ton of hotels and that's like a super new hotel. In my, in my, in my memories of being on tour in Europe, a lot of hotel rooms are just like, oh, you're hot. Cool. Open the window. Why would I do that? It just lets hotter air in or you get like a little fan and you got to like have a wet rag, you know, from the sink and you lay on the bed naked and you just every now and then take this wet rag and wipe it on your body and have the fan blow on you and the the evaporation of the water off your skin makes a tiny breeze what i mean that's evaporation is it makes a wind and that's why you get cold i believe that's a scientific reason when you're cooling when you're drying that it has a cooling effect because it's like evaporation makes whoosh, whoosh, wind so you have to like you have to lay there and just do that you have to evaporate yourself into some kind of mild comfort and it's bullshit it's bullshit so yeah i know people are struggling out there with uh with the heat and lack of air conditioning and probably like like neil said running running fans 24 hours a day it's just expensive and uh is it worth it i would say so although i've i I spend as much money as I can to make myself even mildly comfortable. And I'm irresponsible when it comes to like my own comfort or my wants and needs. Uh, but heat, it, he, being hot is the thing that I, I can't deal with most. If I'm in a hot car or if, if I'm even like getting a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a sweaty sheen on me, I am absolutely miserable absolutely miserable i can't handle it so advice uh, i mean when you're sleeping there's not a lot not a lot you can do but I, I think just a wet rag in front of a fan is good or just allow yourself to get shitty to get hot and awful um just take multiple kind of cool showers throughout the day if you can i, I really don't know i know that you, you can buy those um um they're like they're like these these fucking how do I explain it? It's a uh, my mom used to make them. They're like fucking goddamn it. It's like a pillowcase, a, a thin <laughs> a thin tube full of like gel that you hang around your neck. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like and you put the gel or whatever it is, you put this thing that goes around your neck, you put it in the freezer until it gets really cold. And you, <clears throat> you rest it over your, like your jugular, um, you rest it over your neck veins. And the idea is that as the blood is running past it, that little bit of, of, of coolness from this device <clears throat> cools your blood down a little bit and carries cooler blood through your system. And I think it works. It seems like it works. Whenever I do that kind of stuff, it works pretty good. Um, so I would get a couple of those and 
keep a couple spares in the freezer so you can kind of cycle through them. And um, that helps a little bit. I know on Amazon, <coughs> oh, I'm getting a little wheezy. This, this heat talk is giving me a reaction. I have the weakest lungs in the world. Um, you can also go on Amazon and buy these things that are like, they're USB powered, so you're not using real electricity. And they look so dumb, but trust me, I've used them, and they're actually pretty, they work pretty good. It's a little like plastic thing that you just hang over your neck, right? And it comes down, and it has two little fans that blow in your face. It sounds so stupid. I understand. But seriously, dude, and every all the dudes listening and, and the dudettes, it works. It blows little cool air in your face. And when you're that miserable or sitting at like your office desk at work and the AC is broken or just you're in Europe where they just don't care about making you comfortable, you can have these little things just kind of shoot air in your face and it helps a little bit. Other than that, I know for me that the moment I know I'm doomed is when I think about it. The moment I realize that I'm hot and I, and I, I'm hyper fixated on the fact that I'm 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 hot. It's over. I'm done. I'm fucking done. So if you can try not to think about it, try not to feel, try not to like realize how hot you are, and just do your best. Everybody, like we gotta hang on. The world's getting hotter and hotter because we're not doing anything, anything about it collectively. So we're gonna end on that note. Uh, stay hot out there. You have no choice. Thank you for bearing with me through this solo episode. It actually was kind of fun. I think it went okay. Uh, I I miss I miss everyone in the in the room. Heidi, Dickless, Darren, Todd, whoever, and uh, our next show will be with somebody. But thank you for tuning into this one. Um, every now and then we're gonna have to do these, and uh, it's just something different. It's a little different. So. Uh, and if you want to support the show, you know what to do. Patreon.com slash Radio. Do your thing. Support the show. It's, at the moment, the only way that that we get rewarded for doing this. And uh, if you think about it, if you do 20 bucks a month, five bucks a week. So for, for an hour, hour and a half a week that we entertain you, five bucks, cup of coffee, you know? So go pick a tier that works for you. Help us out. We love it. We appreciate you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and subscribing and commenting on the videos. Send in listener questions on our social medias. You know where they are. Don't need to explain it every week. But, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode of Rareform Radio. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio.